May 7th, 2023. You're listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin, and I am Kevin. Hey, I'm Don. And we're back. And, uh, we're back. Mandalorian ended a couple of weeks ago, I guess, but uh, we hadn't got to talk about it. And uh, it took me a little while to sit through the all the episodes. I, I, I just sort of determined that it's a kid show. And um, I totally understand that if you're an adult, you can still watch it. But it's really a show that seems to be more tuned towards kids. Because, I mean, with the Grogu walking around in the giant robot body it's just ridiculous <laughs> it's in just, the ig unit yeah right can you be can you be correct please and he's just controlling it and he and then, he, and then he's like he's smart enough to understand uh the mandalorian and you know community communication is he fully understands english apparently but yeah. he still talks like a baby like he just makes baby noises all the time ah! and it's so dumb like couldn't he just start to make Yoda noises? Couldn't he just be like, hmm, or something once in a while? Like, you no. know, like a Kermit noise once in a while? Just throw one in there a little bit. Um, make me Maybe happy. Maybe throwing a dada or something like that, you know? Like, bang, bang, pew, pew. <laughs> you know, something, yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, no, that's not what we get. We get, so, you know, I, 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 I didn't think it was a terrible season at all. I, I thought it was totally serviceable season. They they had like a mission to go back and reclaim Mandalore, and um, uh, what's that guy's name? Darth uh, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. There we go. It's a Darth or a Moff. <laughs> like them. like remember Peter Cushion was Moff Tarkin. Yeah, yeah. Moff. This guy's Moff Gideon. So just think of like Gideon. Okay. Uh. Anyway, and and so yeah, you know he's there to basically just cause problems for them to try to do that, you know? <laughs> and, and, um, yeah. And I, you know, uh, I won't it spoil it for anybody, that, but I mean, it's, you pretty much uh, know that, you know, somebody's going to win in the end and it's probably not the bad guys since it's the Disney channel, but go ahead. Now. I was just going to say they, the, the, the Mandalorians go back to their home planet to find Moff Gideon and his troops are using their planet. Yes. As a hideout. Yes. Because everybody thinks it's a dead planet. Yes. A, That's, a hideout. So there, spoiler. Ha ha, suckers. It's been two weeks. So he can create his, you haven't seen it. So he can create his... Um, Red Army. His his bad guys that can get their ass kicked by uh, a bunch of um, wannabe <laughs> Boba Fett's. His, his, his bad guys, which are just supposed to be upgraded stormtroopers that get their asses kicked just as easy as regular stormtroopers. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, so not much of an evil plan. They, they can take two shots. They can they can take one or two shots before they go down. When it's the stormtrooper that's just done. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I you know it, um, it. Like I said, it wasn't terrible. I'm just it is what it is. I mean, now we got to wait another year. I guess if there's going to be another season, I suppose it probably will be, or maybe I don't know. I, maybe they'll be the last season. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if you're into it, you're into it. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's the, probably the best Star Wars thing that there is of all the Star Wars things that they're putting out, right? I mean, if you just had to add them all up, that that one's probably the the the, the best one. Um, the other ones, like they're so unremarkable, it's hard to even remember all of them. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, it's over anyway. The season's over. If you want to watch it's on Disney, and and then you can cancel it because there's nothing else on Disney. Uh, although I guess Guardians Three is in theaters now. It looks like people kind of like it. It's got kind of like an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Some people think it's a little bit too safe. You know what I mean? Like, it's just trying to be, like, something for everyone kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I get it. It's the last one of the three, and it's probably going to be the weakest. It's a third movie, you know, the ensemble cast. It's, you know, but I'm sure there's, it's got its moments. I'm sure there's plenty to watch. Um, I may or may not go see it in the theater. I don't know. We'll see. That's what the well, you know, all the critics are saying it's the best one out of the three. That's not what I read. I read it's the. Um, <laughs> I, read it's, I read it's the worst. I read it's the weakest of the three. Uh, one guy did say though. He goes, "This is the best." He goes, "This is the when when critics said this is the best uh, Marvel movie to come along in the last five years, and then there's an additional forty awful minutes." <laughs> <laughs> so. so Apparently the beginning is good and then uh, it's terrible at the end. I don't know. I, yeah. I haven't seen it, so I have no idea. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, it's uh, Ant Man and the Wasp is coming out on the seventeenth, I think, like on uh, Disney. The new and one, even that, yeah, yeah, the 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 latest one, yeah, and even then, I'm just like, mm. <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I'll be able to watch it whenever I want or whatever, you know, but do I really care? Eh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not excited about it. No. no. Have you watched any of the John Wick films? No. Yeah. I mean, I've seen scenes. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I but, mean, the, I saw the new one, and it's just like a relentless action film. I mean, it's good, but it's just, you know, it's uh, yeah. like they took the last ones and just turned it all the way up to, to the 11th dial. I mean, it's it's... It's totally entertaining. If you like uh, nonstop action, well done choreography, interesting camera angles, um, all that kind of stuff. In terms of plot, you know, it's just basically a bunch of guys trying to kill John Wick. John Wick killing a bunch of guys. Uh, kind of how that the, the whole thing ever was. It's just that's what it's about. It's not a lot of talking. Not a lot of... Uh, right. You could probably watch John Wick without any dialogue. Like You could just turn off the dialogue. You would know pretty much what's going on the entire time and uh just watch it for just the action scenes uh it would be it would be good um but that yeah i went in the theater saw that that was that was entertaining um uh but it was a little long i think it was like two hours and 40 minutes Uh, so it's a little long but uh whatever i i don't know if it's the last one i mean uh, spoiler alert, but not really. There's a gravestone with his name on it at the end. But what does that mean? What does that even mean? Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's it, it can mean nothing. He could just, that could be just, they're hiding his identity and he comes back. Well, that said, though, I mean, I think that uh, Keanu Reeves is, um, he's in good shape, but he's getting kind of old to be getting his ass kicked constantly and like, you know, as a, like an action guy kind of thing. Like I, but I yeah. Liam Neeson, I mean, he's like my dad's age, you know, <laughs> running around in these yeah. movies, uh, being like a action hero kind of guy and some real B shit that that guy's in all the time. Uh, so yeah. I don't know, maybe I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I find the John Wick films good just because the choreography and the time, the, the timing is excellent. And, and everything they're doing and, and the way it's filmed is excellent versus your standard, just, you know, guns blazing action film, you know, where just guys are just getting blown away and shit's exploding and stuff. This is just more about like the way it's filmed and the way like they have these long stretches of just, uh, you know, with no, with no camera breaks of just like, you know, yeah, right. going from one thing to the next thing, et cetera. And it's, um, it's just really impressive the way they, they put all that together, but yeah, entertaining. So, uh, let me ask you this yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, or do you got, you got HBO max? Yeah. You ever watch Barry? No. I've heard about That's it. Though. I think you told me about it and I should watch it. That's your new assignment. You got to watch Barry. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, well, no, my my girlfriend was watching it, and I came in like while she was watching an episode, and it kind of hooked me in. Yeah, because uh, it's just crazy. It's it's just a crazy story, and um, I never really watched it. Watched it because you know what I mean. Like I came in when she was when she just start when she was watching it. So I'd only come. I I'd come in the house, and and she'd be on one season. I come in the you know two two days later, and she's on the second season. So it's like I was always getting mixed up. Right. And uh, now I'm going back through and watching it now because they, they just, because it's only going to be, it's only four seasons and they just released the fourth season now. Okay. Uh, so it's like, I'm just going back and watching the first three so that I get the whole story. Right. Uh, and, uh, but I was going to say, but you like it. Watching then, All right. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. If Anderson says he'll watch it, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, well, I mean, it could be full of game show stuff. I mean, it'll be like a lot well, of, uh, it'll be like, oh, it's, a lot of game show references in. Hmm. Just, a, just a guy and his dad yelling at him to rake the leaves. That's all it is. <laughs> right. just, just a bunch of bands that you liked when you were showing up. So, you know, one thing. I, okay, so <laughs> I, something I wanted to tell everybody about this. And if you listen to this show, I'm going to award you people out there with uh, some predictive knowledge out of my massive brain that I have. Uh, oh, it is massive. No, but uh, every so often yeah. in my life, because I have this 
weird we've talked about this in the past i have this weird space reasoning thing where my brain takes a lot of information and starts to like come up with patterns and things i don't know how what it's all about i just scored really stupid high in a educational iq test um that's like in the top 90 percentile and uh it doesn't help me much in life (laughs) i'm not good at trivia it doesn't help me you know uh, remember shit for pho- no photographic memory. I'm not doing math like Rain Man or anything. But for some right. reason, you know, they tell you things like, "Well, you could be a good surgeon." I mean, have you ever seen my hand shake? That's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was like never the kind of thing that was useful. But I think sometimes I have been able to sort of like see trends and where things are going. And I talked a little bit about this before, where <laughs> I would talk about. How like, hey, Apple's going to eventually make your phone into your computer. And people were just like, no, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. You know what I mean? Because they can't get their mind from today into the future. You know, they just can't like, how am I going to attach a keyboard to a phone? That doesn't make any sense, you know? And so you just, people can't see it. But I I, I realized something the other day and I, I started to think about something. And it's, I'm not saying somebody else didn't think of it. Okay. But I just think that it's going to become something and eventually it's going to take over everything and it's going to make everything change. And I'm going to explain it here in a minute. And, um, it's, uh, it's going to happen probably in the, over the course of the next 20 years, probably less, probably a lot less, but, and when it happens, it's going to change everything. So it's going to make it so like, um, you know, like maybe you've heard, well, you've heard of VR, Donnie, you know, virtual reality right. and you've used, you use it. <laughs> right. Um, and then like, so a lot of these companies like, um, Facebook, which is now called meta and, um, uh, Microsoft and uh, Google and everybody is um, trying to work out this metaverse thing. And their, their, their idea, their thought process has been that everybody is going to, uh, want to go inside this sort of alternate, uh, universe that's online. Everything will be connected in sort of an alternate VR universe and everyone's going to, and it wouldn't just be VR. It would also be like, you could do it on flat screens and phones and, and it would, it'd be everything. Now, part of the reason I think that they want to do this is kind of where you get into I liken it to like curved glass television sets. Like everybody was constantly saying like curved glass TVs are going to be the new thing. They're going to be, everybody's going to want one, et cetera. And that didn't really come to pass. Like most people didn't buy a curved glass TV. They got a flat TV, right? And so then the curved glass TV thing, some monitors do it. I mean, I'm not saying some people got them, right? Uh, Just like 3D TV. Some people got them, but everybody else just kind of went with the regular thing because that's what people do. And I think it's kind of the same thing with this whole metaverse thing. That's what I've been thinking. Um, and uh, most people are just not going to want to put on that 3D headset because it's uncomfortable. And they're not going to want to dig through and find the content that they want to find. Okay. And so I was thinking, this is all just going to be, you know, Meta's lost a ton of money on it. Everybody's kind of pouring money into these things um, and resources, et cetera, in order to to do it. But so far, there's really been no realistic traction on any of it. And and uh, uh, what they're predicting, I don't think, is, is what's going to happen. What I think is going to happen and what's going to change everything is, like right now, uh, you know, with this, you've, people are talking a lot about this artificial intelligence stuff. And AI stuff, yeah. Yeah. And there's some, there's some things out there right now that are like, you can play with AI a little bit. Like you can go on chat GPT and you can ask it to program you something that, you know, that you come up with and it will write a software program for you. You can tell it to write you a report. It'll write you a book report. You can have it um, take data and sort the data however you want just by describing it to it. And you can ask it questions and it can come back to you with real world answers. Now, I want to caveat what I'm saying here. And, and just so everybody understands, I realize that these things aren't perfect right now. And uh, the, the AI is continuing to learn uh, and they continue to adapt these programs. You know, the developers do. And 
uh, continue to make them better. And we're, it's very early days right now. So what I'm talking to you about is still early and I am looking down the road. Okay. And I'm not saying that the future is AI because obviously everything in the future is AI. I, I get that too. Like eventually (laughs) the robot overlords will run everything on our planet. I, I understand that. And I'm not going there. I'm, I'm looking for something that's kind of in between. I'm looking for something that's kind of like where we are now and not quite to that moment where the, you know, Skynet come becomes active. Okay. So somewhere in the middle. Now I was realizing this and I had played with this during, uh, last year, uh, during the summer, I think, um, there's this artificial intelligence program called mid journey. And there's a number of these out there and, but it's an art package and you basically go into this chat room. And you're talking to the program in the chat room. Uh, so you can, you can talk to other people too, but you're basically sending commands to this program called mid journey and you'll describe a scene to it. You'll be like, I'm at a kiss show, uh, you know, or I want a picture of a kiss show. I'm in the audience. They're on a stage. It's, um, uh, they're playing Detroit rock city. Um, there's, uh, explosions of fire going off in the background. Uh, there's a big audience. And it'll take that small amount of detail that you've just given it, and it will render a uh, a picture of um, what you've just described to the best of its ability to sort of understand what you're trying to do. Now, mid-journey, I think, is somewhat handicapped on purpose. I think the developers have sort of made things so they don't get their ass suit off. So that if you did say kiss, you're not going to necessarily see, you know, the members of kiss on stage with the, the name kiss and everything. But you know what I mean? They get sued. Um, if they, yeah. if this thing was generating that kind of stuff, although it does often get likenesses pretty close to what it is in a lot of cases, but I think they've, they've managed to sort of handicap it, handicap it in a lot of ways. However, it will ultimately, um, get you uh, a photo of, the band in concert in front of an audience playing, etc., And it'll do that in about one minute. So it will render four photos of that description, four different things. You pick whichever ones you want, and then you can enhance those photos more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you can do whatever you want with them. Uh, and, um, and you can describe anything to it. You know, you can sit there and describe, you know, Anything you can think of in your head, you know, I want to be on a mountain looking down at a city, you know, when a nuclear explosion goes off, I want to be in a tornado. Um, I want to see, um, you know, lions running after a, an antelope in a field somewhere. I want to be in the, the art, anything you can think of. It will draw you, create a photorealistic photo if you want that, or a cartoon, or a blueprint, or a sketch, however you outlay it, it'll design it and it'll do it in about one minute and it'll be on your screen. And when I used it about a year ago, it, for instance, wasn't able to do hands very well. It wasn't able to do arms. They were all squiggly. Uh, now it's able to, they've improved it and now it's able to do arms and hands pretty well. Uh, and um, as well as uh, like faces um, they looked really good a year ago. Now they just look like photographs. I mean, they just look phenomenal. So it continues to get smarter. It continues to get better, etc. Pretty cool. Okay. Is know. it perfect? Is it- no. Right. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not going to keep caveat in that, but I want everybody to understand. Once again, I realize we're not at that point yet, but we're getting there or at least we're getting to a point where, it's going to be harder and harder to notice that it's AI generated versus human generated. And just like with video game graphics, right? We started out with Pong, you know, in 1972. And, you know, today's graphics uh, we're seeing to the point where uh, they look photorealistic. They look like real life, right? And the stuff that's coming. And so, you know, we've seen this evolution of, of this technology that wasn't artificially intelligence, wasn't thinking on its own. And we're, you know, a couple of years in on some of this stuff that's making, um, 
significant headway generating these pictures. And what I realized is that, you know, I've just described a scene. You're, you know, you're you're at Kiss. You know, you're you're in the audience watching a Kiss show, etc. Uh, and it takes it one minute to generate this. Um, assuming computers get faster, assuming their bottom line gets bigger, they add more servers, all this sort of stuff. Uh, its ability to generate a photo in less time seems logical. It's going to be able to generate these photos. Uh, very quickly. So instead of generating it in a minute, it might generate it in 30 seconds. It might generate it in 15 seconds, eventually one second. Because like, look, when I was, when I was sitting at my computer back in, um, remember when we played red alert back at ESA back in the day, Donnie? Yeah. 98. Yeah. 98. Right. Now, if I wanted to load a JPEG, you know, image on one of those old, um, uh, DX266, 486, DX266, it took a little while to load that picture. You might sit there for about a minute watching it kind of scroll down and, and then eventually show you the full color photo that it that it had. Now, today, right, um, you know, roughly 25 years later, we're, we're able to, like, load um, JPEGs in, uh, well, instantaneously, essentially, right? And you can you could load 30 of them in a second or something. So you could basically have a film made of JPEGs if you wanted to. Now we have different compressions and all these sorts of things. So we don't use JPEG as our movie um, feature, but you could, right? You could make a, you can make films out of JPEGs and, and play them. In fact, I think we, they were able to do that much earlier than now, of course. And I believe um, it was the PCFX game console that came out in, I don't know when that thing came out like late nineties, it was like the six, the second successor to the turbo graphics, maybe in the mid nineties. And, um, and it was able to play 30 frame per second JPEGs off of CD. It was, uh, something that it did with its chips. It was able to do. Okay. Anyway, my point is that right now, mid journey is generating a photo. Not too long from now, it's going to generate a film. So, you're going to not just see a picture of Kiss playing in concert. You're going to see a film of Kiss playing in concert or whatever you want. It, you know, whatever your imagination, you know, can bring you, it's going to generate that for you and show you a film that you can then control. And you'll probably be able to control it at some point with your voice. And you would be able to, you know, put your VR helmet on and you would be in Detroit in 76 or whatever the hell it was and be able to watch Kiss on stage like you're right there, right, Um, while it's happening. And it's going to be like this live um, artificially intelligence controlled um, experience. And you're going to be able to like watch this all happen and you'll be, you know, and you can control the story because it's generating this now. Like it's not pre-scripted, you know, it's not like you, you, there's not going to be a barrier because there's no barrier now. It's not like you're going to be like, I wonder if I can go to the bathroom. And if you were playing a video game, like the bathroom might just be a door that doesn't open. You know what I mean? It's just there as a wall. You can't go through it. But with this artificial intelligence, it can be like, sure, you walk into the bathroom and there's a, you know, there's a bathroom, et cetera. And you could be like, all right, well, now I'm going to leave the club. I wonder if I can um, get in the limo with the guys from Kiss and hang out with them. Sure. Right. And you could get in the, in the car with them and go anything you can think of. It's going to be able to take you on that journey. And you, now you have. You have this metaverse. Now you have this experience that you would want to put your headset on when you got home and jump into this world because this world is anything that you want to create at any moment, at any time, whatever the hell it is that you want to do, you can go experience it. Now you still can't feel it. They still, they still got to come up with the, with the, 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 the needle that goes in the back of your neck, I guess. But my point is, is that that technology is like right around the corner and it's not going to be 
game developers using the Unreal Engine to make it happen. It's not going to be um, the the tools that are inside um, uh, Roblox or, or Roblox. You know, it's it's here. It's it's this mid journey thing. It's just that we've got to progress with the computer processing power, and we've got to. They have to have more resources. And that AI has to continue to get better, but that's where it's going. And it's going to happen, and it's going to be one of those, it's not going to be overnight, but it's going to be one of those transitional shifts, just like people stopped renting DVDs and started streaming Netflix. They're going to stop streaming Netflix, and they're going to hook up into this artificial reality and create whatever they want. I mean, imagine, man, you could go to Sinosher. You could hang out with Grim Jack. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could you could walk around and and do you know what I, you could you could do anything anything you wanted to do. Now, obviously, they'd have to work out like some licensing deals and all that kind of shit for some copyrighted stuff. I get all that. Like you know, there's there's a business element here. People have to make money. But if you just had the raw artificial intelligence, it could generate anything you can think of um, for you. I'm sure the porn industry will just. <laughs> It'll just go out of business, right? No. right? Like it won't even, you won't even, you know, porn up and all that. So you won't need it anymore because now you can just have it, whatever you want, um, generate itself in front of you. And, and lots of potential, um, uh, business and, and, um, uh, serious usages too, not just for entertainment, of course, you know, you could model your home or see what your backyard's going to look like or do all these other things. Um, because it can show you, you know, the detail that you want, um, uh, you know, instead of like flight simulators where guys are sitting on their computers, you know, with the screens in front of them, you know, and their VR helmet and, and having some limitations on, um, you know, they can land at an airport, but can you get out at the airport and right. walk around and then take a taxi and go get a hotel? You can with, you know, with the, the future mid journey program I'm talking about, you know, you can meet people. I mean, it's. That's the metaverse. That's what's going to happen. And so, obviously, there could be some variations because I'm just predicting it. But I see it. You know, it, it just came to me. And I think, you know, if people think about it, that's where it's going to go. That's where that's where our first real, you know, mass adoption of artificial intelligence is going to take place. Is when, when that starts making stuff into movies. I mean, think about it, man. Like you could take, and I think we talked about this before in, in a different context, but you could take an old TV show that ended and you could ask the artificial intelligence, hey, man, can you make me a whole new season of Barry or something? Right. And it could sit there and, and it could create, you know, um, you know, eight episodes or 13 episodes or whatever of that show for you to watch and using like, you know statistical modeling of like what's funny what's not funny all this kind of stuff like it could make like probably pretty decent episodes at some point it, it in the beginning it won't i realize that right. in the beginning it'll be garbage you know it, it won't be funny it'll be terrible but as it evolves it's going to be able to probably do better than we can do you know it's not going to make the mistakes because it's going to have all the knowledge of knowing what is good and what people like yeah. versus what they don't like and uh, it's going to it, it may cater to an average at some point, and and those are things that'll have to be tweaked. But I think at some point down the road, the the AI will get to know you as a person if you let it learn about you, and then it will know what you personally like uh, and you know what you don't in order to cater that content to you. And so if you just think about it in terms of growth and and where and how it can grow and learn about things. Uh, it's going to, it's just going to, it's just going to take over everything in a lot of ways. And it's really going to become like the entertainment center. And it's not like you're going to disconnect from other people. They'll join you in, in the VR world. If you want to, you could go to kiss with Oz, you know what I mean? Or right. Um, right. with Rom or something like you guys could all be there at the same time. Um, and, and that kind of thing, like whatever you guys want to do or, you know, go to and all this sort of thing. Anyway, so that's a bit of a that's a bit of a tangent. I just went on about that, but it was something I really wanted to share with people because I think I've said it now, 
it's you're not going to notice it now <laughs> for a while because like I said the computer processing and everything has to get better but in you know 5 years or something when you start seeing these AI generated films and it's probably going to be less time than that uh start coming out etc and they get longer and and better and and they're not just Arnold Schwarzenegger's head on an existing film like Ferris Bueller's Day Off which <laughs> is pretty cool but it's not it's not like a you know one of those um real fakes or whatever the heck they call it um, but it's, uh, it's going to be deep fake. deep fake. Yeah. It's not going to be like a deep fake of something that already exists, but it's going to be like a whole new thing that's being generated. Like a Ferris Bueller two, it's, it's generating everything. And that's when people are going to stand back and go like, well, this is pretty cool. I want to watch a lot of this stuff and people will start consuming that material and then it will get into VR and then it'll get. Uh, more controlled, faster controlled. And eventually everybody's just going to gradually be, you know, sucked into it until we're all creating our own metaverse out of all of it. Not me. I'm going to be grumpy and do it. <laughs> you're, you'll totally do it. I know you. You're going to totally be on. Am. You know how many game shows you're going to be on? Oh my, oh my God. Joker's Wild, Hollywood Squares. <laughs> I mean, that actually be, would be kind of cool. I mean, if you think about it, because that would be something you could do yeah. with VR. You wouldn't really need to have a lot of um, uh, attention. You just have to have a buzzer type of thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you'd have to have some way to buzz in on a lot of these shows. Um, we know, we know I'm good at these shows. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, oh, maybe yeah, not supermarket sense. sweep. I mean, maybe you can't play that. Uh, but um, <laughs> uh, but but the other stuff. I mean, maybe. And I think VR technology has the potential to get uh, better, so, so that you know we can start. I know Elon Musk does have like some sort of brain implant kind of um, company as well that he's working on, but I don't. I think that stuff's still too far, way too far away. Uh, but um, eventually, maybe that will that will come to pass. I don't know. Anyway, so let me ask you a question. Go ahead. I was on uh-uh. Peacock the other night because I've been watching yeah. reruns of Far Escape, and I noticed that the WWE was on. It said Brock Lesnar was fighting or something with somebody. I think it was right. yesterday. Yeah. And um, I I know he's done wrestling in the past and everything. Uh, uh, and, and uh, you know, c- comes and goes. Um, uh, the guy seems like a bit of a loose cannon to me. Like, <laughs> like he seems like a dude that's just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's getting kind of old anyway, but... Um, uh, what, what's like your he, what's your you're the WWE guy? What's your take on that dude? You, you mean he seems like somebody who could just snap at any second? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been he's been described as Brock Lesnar has been described as when you're as as a person uh, if you are in a room with Brock Lesnar, rape is an option and you have no choice. <laughs> so it's like he could he can he can basically do whatever he wants because he's just he's just that bad. Um, I think, well, for wrestling though, he's, he's fine for wrestling because he's not, he's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a combat sport. Like when, you know, like when he's doing the, the UFC stuff, uh, obviously that's a different headspace where you're just like, Rawr! you know what I mean? You're just, you're just angry all the time, I guess, or whatever. So that's like perfect for that kind of attitude. But like here in the wrestling world, he, he's, he's fine. I mean, um, does he let people defeat him? Okay. Yeah, because I lost, he lost he he Go lost ahead. to Rey Mysterio Jr., who's like five seven, okay, or something like that. You know, well, I mean? that's good to hear. And, because I, he, you know, in the UFC, when when he got called out, he he seemed really pissed off. He kind of punched the camera back away from himself and was ready to kind of go right there and, and stuff. Like he, he seemed really irritated. And I was just thinking like, does this guy ever let anybody beat him? Like in the WWE? I don't know. Cause I don't watch it. So it sounds like he does, he does. but he's not, he's not someone, I mean, and, and this is, this is like common knowledge. He's not a people person. You know what I mean? The dude, the dude lives on a farm in Canada. So it's like, uh, he, he's just out. He's, he doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like, he doesn't, he's married. He's got kids. He doesn't live in a big city. He lives on a farm and he's got miles and miles of territory. So nobody's near him. You know what I mean? And that's just, and he's like, just how I like it. He just doesn't like people. He's, I mean, he has, you know, he's a nice person. He's cordial to people and stuff like that. But uh, he's just, you know, he's kind of, I guess he's kind of like me, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go out there 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and But I'm a nice guy. Do I want to sit here and talk to you? Probably not. But I will. You know, not you personally. I know. I'm saying like these these other humans. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 and, and I mean, there was there was like in wrestling. Obviously, everybody knows wrestling is predetermined, <clears throat> but there's actually physicality going on. Um, and and you always think that like dude's gonna snap. You know what I mean? Somebody hits him with a chair or something, and he's just gonna be like. What I'm in the I'm in the octagon and he's just going to pummel somebody, you know, or maybe he'll grab somebody out of the crowd and, and, and eat them or something. But uh, he's actually pretty calm and like focused and like into it now. He's like he's at that point, I guess, in his life where he's like, okay, this is wrestling. I'm making. He makes. I mean, dude makes a ton of money, right? I mean, he's, you know, he's gonna. He, you know, he's got a big, huge contract. He's a big major star. He doesn't even have to show up a lot. He just has to show up every so often, and people go nuts. And there was a match <clears throat> about two years ago, something like that, where he was fighting this dude. There's there three dudes in the ring, and one of them's Braun Strowman, and Braun Strowman was like newer, younger. You know what I mean? Newer, younger. Uh, may get excited about stuff and may go too fast, and he isn't really like, you know. It, it, not not he hadn't been around long enough <laughs> and and i guess i guess he was going too fast and he did something with brock and like threw him down on the ground and brock lesnar stood up and like legit punched him in the face it was just like because the dude's on his knees and he just like pop, popped him in the face and looked at him and goes slow down <laughs> and and it was like uh-oh uh-oh but then everything was fine after that you know what i mean because it was just like because you're watching it and you're like, he legit punched that dude in the face and he's Brock Lesnar is a UFC heavyweight champion. And you know, right. You get, you get worried about it, but then that's the thing is he was, he was, he was more concerned about slow down, you know, when you're working too hard, you're going to hurt somebody, you know, and it, and it kind of shows you like a maturity level, I guess is what I'm trying to show. This is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Where, He's not, he's not all like, ah, and just get in there and just beat people up and stuff. So, but yeah, he's, he's all right. <laughs> any well, of that? All right. All right. All right. I, I, and that was just interesting. Cause I, 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 you know, I don't know that much about it, but <laughs> you know, it's all, it, I don't watch wrestling anymore. So like, I, I see all these people being talked about, like, I don't know who the hell they are. I mean, there's still a lot of old guys, but you know, I don't, yeah, there's not many of the old guys. Yeah, don't know a lot of these guys anymore. Well, I mean, you know, like I probably go back to Roman Reigns. So I mean, I'm not that far away, but um, still, yeah, he's the number one guy now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, you know, when he was yeah. still coming up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, um, so I, I'm still, but not that much. All uh, right. So I, I remember. Go ahead. I remember Clint a couple Clint a couple weeks ago, about a month or so ago, said something. I was telling him, I was like, "Oh, I was watching this wrestling show, da da da," and he's like, "Seriously, I can't believe you watched that or whatever." You know, just some some whatever statement, kind of statement or whatever. And I just looked at him. And I go, "Excuse me, but who was the guy that completely put down wrestling?" But then eventually, because you know, when we lived together, I made him watch it right. because. I recorded it all the time. I said, who was the guy who hated it, would talk shit about it, and be totally negative about it? But then within a couple of weeks, was running around the house telling everybody that he's the rock and that, <laughs> you know, we need to smell what he's cooking. And, and, and whose nickname? I go, who do we call? Who do we call the rock nowadays? And he just stands there and he just smiles. He's like, all right, fine. And I go, see, I go, if, if you watch it long enough, you know what I mean? Even these people who say, oh, wrestling's stupid. If you watch it long enough, you can you can you can you can get past the, you know, you can get past the facade of what it really is, and just get to the to get to the idea of it's a TV show. It's basically good guys versus bad guys storylines, and it's it's just a TV show, just like Friends, just like Seinfeld, just like Barry, just like you know what I mean, like sure. every other. Yeah. People are like, I I can't believe you watch wrestling with all that fake fighting, and it's like, yeah, I can't believe you watch John Wick with all that fake killing. Right, right, you know, sure. like. <laughs> so, but no, yeah, this, I, I this think some of the stunts in wrestling are pretty good too. I mean, I, it's underrated for the, the fact that you know these guys are putting their <laughs> their at least their yeah, health on the line. Some guys died, but you know, um, yeah, no so, big deal. Falling from rafters, and stuff. <laughs> right? Some of these guys definitely um, do some dangerous stunts in order to to, you, to do this well, stuff. 
Well, now you got to now you got to you got to look up Vikingo. Uh, <laughs> oh God, El, Elio del Vikingo. It's Viking O, but he's Mexican, so it's Vikingo. Uh, if if you want to see some weird, crazy wrestling spots, watch yeah. the best of Vikingo. Oh, okay. This dude is he's he's only twenty five and he like spit spins flips. He he's walking across the ropes and stuff. It's weird. <laughs> You're just like what? Like this guy's like a real life Spider Man. Right. So there you go. So now you got to watch Barry, and now you got to look oh up the go. I hope you write okay. this all down. I'll text you. I'll text you. To <laughs> yeah, you'll, you. you'll have to text it to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know it's like I watched like a, a minute of it yesterday. Literally, I mean, I didn't see anything, but I the, the one guy was coming out that was like um, I, some African guy that's like 400 pounds and like seven feet tall or oh, something. Mouse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just like, Jesus, man. It's like, how big do you need to be? <laughs> And he and he lost. Did he, really? I yeah, mean, he lost. He lost to the little white man that he fought. Oh Jesus! I mean, I get it, but you know, it's just like the guy is so fucking big, man. I don't like. Yeah, I I don't like falling over uh, at any point in my life. Uh, being as tall as I am, like being seven right. feet tall, I hate picking that stuff much, up. Like falling, like Jesus, man, you're just gonna break shit. Like, no way. Every time, every time I drop something, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Cause now I got to bend over and get it. You know, it's just like, maybe I'll wait till I drop something else. I get two things at once. Right. There's a guy, there's a guy in AEW, all elite wrestling. Yeah. His name's Satnam Singh. Right. And he's, he's also seven feet tall. And, but he's like, uh, well, obviously he's like Indian. So. Right. Not a, not a giant Ugandan. <laughs> close enough. Crazy. Okay. So the last topic I'm going to talk about, um, it was something I was, you know, I posted up a, a little funny joke thing where, you know, today about the fact that, like, celebrities go to, like, um, you know, the Met Gala and stuff dressed up in, like, crazy outfits. And then other people are, regular people are like, that's incredible. But then they're just still trying to figure out how to get health insurance. And, you know, the right. thing is, is, like, I um uh, have been thinking a little bit about that. And, you know, I talk to a lot of people who want to do things or change things in their life. You know, like, um, they talk about, um, retiring early, for instance, cause we're getting to that age where for some people that could be a possibility. Right. And then I know people that don't work like Joe. Right. And, um, uh, I know people like, um, uh, that would want to change careers, but, um, or go to school and et cetera. A lot of things that hold everybody back is the fact that um, if they leave their current job, they don't they lose their health insurance. And if you get laid off or let go, uh, Medicaid will pick you up as part of uh, the plan. But that's only if you don't have any money. So if you have like any kind of retirement savings at all, or any kind of like uh, more than two grand, I'd say in the bank, uh, Medicaid's not going to pick you up. Then you have to buy insurance but imagine like trying to buy insurance at our age and you only have like a couple grand in the bank right like right. the the it's going to cost you like what five hundred dollars a month or six hundred dollars a month for a couple months of it i mean you know your money's gone and then you're back on medicaid like it's just going to bankrupt you or you're going to dig into your retirement money in order to pay for it, which you get penalized if you pull that money out uh and um, in order to make your insurance premiums in order to survive you know uh, so it's, um, so I, the state of health insurance in this country, um, is bad. And I think that it's, it's getting worse all the time. The premiums continue to go up. People keep paying more the people that still have in health insurance, um, and haven't just dropped it, uh, completely for their employees. Um, and then end up throwing them onto the, onto the market. Most people, especially if you're not from this country, if you're listening to us from another country, um, most people have what they call a high deductible plan. So what that means is, is that if I go to the doctor uh, and I receive any kind of service, I have to pay a certain amount of money before the insurance um, starts paying um, a greater percentage of what's going on. So it's the craziest thing. So you, so you pay your, your company might pay, let's just say as an example, my company will pay a thousand dollars a month for the premium for my health insurance. Okay. So they'll pay $12,000 a year for my health insurance. And 
if I go to the doctor at some point during the year, I have to first pay $2,000 out of my own pocket before the uh, insurance company will uh, start to pay for anything other than some things that are mandated by the old, the Obama plan, which means that uh, checkups, flu shots, things like that um, are covered because they're mandated by the federal government. But anything else you happen to go do, you, you, you end up having to pay out of pocket, which is a shitload of money for a lot of people. I mean, it's, 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 you know, crazy money to pay the high deductibles that are being asked for. And people generally don't have the kind of money to go do it. And, uh, the government came up with this thing called like an HSA where you can defer money from your paycheck into a bank card kind of thing. And it's tax free, but it's still your money. It's still money. That's that you, you know, that you're earning that you have to pay into the health insurance. So you end up paying like, you know, a couple of grand. I've seen deduct high deductible plans that are like, you know, almost five grand. Like you'd have to come up with five grand before the insurance company starts paying anything. You're still paying the premium to the insurance company every month. But that's like um, what they call like a uh, like a total calamity type plan. <laughs> like you got into a car accident, you know, they got to give you a heart surgery and something in the emergency room. You know, this is so you have this insurance. You're gonna owe five thousand dollars, but um, you know they're gonna end up paying you know hundreds of thousands or maybe a million dollars or something to keep you alive. Uh, that kind of insurance. But the thing is, is that. Most people are probably avoiding going to the doctor because they can't afford it. They can't afford the deductible on their health plans. And if they do go to the doctor, it's pulling some teeth to get them to go. Right. And, and I think that, um, I was, I was alive during the whole thing where Hillary Clinton tried to create a national plan. And I remember many of the arguments that were levied against the national plan idea. And I don't necessarily think that her method was, uh, whatever it was, was the way to go about it. But I do think that the, what we have right now isn't working and it's working for some people, I guess, if they don't mind spending a crap load of money for health insurance, they, you know, um, that they, it only comes, you know, as useful when they get into some sort of horrible accident or have some sort of terrible ailment. Um, but you could probably make people healthier if they could go see a doctor more often and they didn't have to pay for it all the time. Uh, and and um, uh, thinking more along the lines of like, you know, Canada's plan where they, um, it's almost like a, an employee, an employment tax kind of thing that comes out. They still pay, um, everybody, but it's all gone. It goes through this, you know, this system that they have. So everybody gets paid. Uh, but it's, um, you know, you, when you go to the doctor, it's, it's essentially quote unquote free because you've basically pre prepaid for everything, but it's, it's been controlled better, but there's other ways. There's other countries that do, you know, there's the England, Japan, um, Lots of different countries have different things and they all have pros and cons, right? And if America was going to do it, America is going to do it in our own way. But I think that the, the current system that we have is totally broken. And people yeah. will sit there and, and say like, well, if you have like a, a central plan, then, you know, you, you'll, you, you gotta, you can't pick the doctor you want. You gotta wait in lines and stuff. You know, there's death clinics on shit. And, um, uh, and it's like, look, you can't see a doctor in the United States when you want to anyway, like I can tell you if you need to see a specialist, I live in hospital land. I live in a city that is mostly yeah. hospital. It's our biggest employer is the hospital. And clinics. we, we have a ton of major hospitals here and, um, uh, you cannot get in to see a specialist, um, in many cases for, you know, just like, and when I mean a specialist, I mean, just name anything, you know, spine doctor, um, orthopedics, uh, you know, ophthalmology, oncologist. Any, yeah, oncologist, right. Um, anything, gynecologist, whatever it is, you're waiting months. You would see a dermatologist, yeah. you're waiting months 
to get in to see them. Now, if you have something, I don't know, critical, like cancer maybe, you they might get you in there within a week or two. <laughs> if, if you're you go lucky. to the emergency room, they might see you that day. Yeah, if you're lucky. But even, even sh- some shit like that, like let's say you discover a cancer on your arm. Like let's say it's, you know, uh, skin cancer. Or, or you got a lump in your breast. You've noticed that you have a lump in your breast. The time is of the essence. I mean, it's critical that you get seen immediately and they biopsy it, get you a diagnosis and treat you now. The longer you wait, the closer you are to death. But boy, oh boy, are you going to wait? You're going to wait and it's going to suck because that's just the way it is. And it's a it's a, it's a crazy problem in in this country because of the of the weight and you would say like well you know that's because there's so much demand and i would say that's true but then why is it that like these guys are making money hand over fist right these doctors mm-hmm. the hospitals anyway are making are making cash like crazy um so why can't they sit there and say like we have the we have high demand why can't we open another clinic? Why can't we open another treatment center, et cetera? And there's a, there's a, there's profiteering going on. It doesn't, they, they, they're, they're looking at the numbers on these things and saying like, we can't fill this one all the time. So we won't make as much money unless we can fill it with patients to the max all the time. That's how we're going to make our money. So if we, if we open more to get more people in there, well, that, that new one isn't going to have enough people because that demand isn't that high. So it's going to run, you know, uh, less profit. So we don't want to open that one up. And things of that nature is what is killing people, really. And, and uh, you know, creating a, um, a system that's just – I mean, if you need an MRI, it, it, like if you need an MRI right now, probably anywhere in the country, this is true. But it is definitely true here. If you need, uh, like um, Donnie and I both have had back problems. If you need to get an MRI scan of your back, right? Which is a totally safe procedure. It's a machine. You go in, you lay down, they run this thing. And just, you know, I know they're expensive and everything. Okay. But again, it's, it's the profiteering aspect of it. You have to wait, um, uh, a minimum of like 10 days to get approval to go to the MRI. So they wait until you get the approval, which takes 10 days. Not up to 10 days. It takes 10 days. Then they can schedule you in for the MRI, which can be, you know, a month away or something. I mean, so if you're in like agony <laughs> and you need to have like uh, surgery on your back, et cetera, like Donnie just said, you can go into the ER now and they'll give you an MRI immediately, but you're paying crazy money to do that the insurance company right. is and you've hit your max deductible the minute you're in the you're in the in the er mm-hmm. and so you're you so they have the facility they can bring you in they can do it right now they can do it 24 hours a day but they're not going to unless you spend a lot of money going into the okay. er so this system is broken it's broken it's profiteering off of people's health and the people that are arguing against having, um, uh, uh, centralized well, or, or at least a, um, some kind of oversight, uh, are, um, they're out of their minds. They're out of their minds because you can go to these other countries like I've talked about and get healthcare, good healthcare that will take care right. of you, et cetera. And the idea that our system is better is not true. It's not our, our mortality rate isn't better. And you know, our drug prices are sky high, more money and, uh, everything about our system is the, the best I can say is that probably is true because of the profiteering is we probably do have the best doctors. Because if you wanted to make the most money, I guess you're going to come here, right? Because this is where you're going to rob everybody. And, right. you know, we probably have um, the first state-of-the-art equipment, right, uh, in order to do stuff. But but here's 
here's something, you know, is that the fact that like, if we switch everything over to some sort of single payer, let's say, um, these companies are still going to make money. They're still going to figure out ways to be profitable, et cetera. We need to come up with a way to like, just, you know, reduce this complexity so that more people can stay alive. So people can get more health, et cetera. I don't know. You got any comments on that? Then I got about five minutes left. Still, it's it's just it's well. It's kind of funny how you how you you brought this up because my mom is leaving for Scotland in a couple of weeks, and uh, the last time she went there, she got ill, and they took care of her. They took her to a doctor, and she and the doctor took care of her and gave her everything they needed, and she didn't have to pay nothing. You know, it was it was all good. But what's funny is this time, she says. Uh, she says, I need to go get my prescriptions from my doctor. And I was like, oh, you're going to get them filled so you have all your medications when you go to Scotland. She goes, no, 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 no. She goes, I'm getting my prescriptions so that when I go to Scotland, I'm going to turn them in there and I get all the medicines for free. Because right. Because she's, right. she's a senior. So she's like, you know what I mean? She's like playing the game. She's like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just take the same prescriptions, take them over there. They will use them. Yep. And she'll get all the, she, she won't need to take any of her medicines. You know what I mean? Yep. With her because she can just get them all there for free and bring back whatever extra. Yeah. She has. yeah. So it's just, you know what I mean? It's just funny that you have to go on a vacation to be able to get medicine that you need to survive. It's, uh, it's going to come to a, it, 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 it's going to come to a point of criticality because people are going to start like be, more and more people are going to start being ro- like unable to afford insurance and right. finding themselves wiped out um by uh, medical bills and uh it's already there for many people but it's going to get a lot worse and if we don't fix this problem the country is going to like just have a whole bunch of people on the dole on the dole from the government um, providing mm-hmm. their health care and uh, is essentially going to be single payer anyway because everybody's going to be um, dependent on the government to, to pay for their insurance and they're going to have the lowliest insurance that there is um, in order to like just stay alive. And, yeah. and and I think that like we have to like stop being fearful of the change. Look at what is working in other countries. Take the best parts from other countries. Don't look at the things that they're doing wrong and don't do those parts, you know, and then right. look at the, find the things that are working that, that make sense. And let's adopt that. Let's start there. I'm not saying, yeah. I, I want to be, I'm not saying socialized medicine. I want to be very clear. Cause I know some people think that I'm, I'm, you know, like that. I'm not saying that uh, kind of already there though, with half the country on Medicaid, but right. And Medicare. But the thing is, is that, you know, if we want to fix it uh, and you know, we need to kind of look at like all of the options and sit there and say like, how do people get paid? How do we keep these people in business? You know, how do we make sure that they continue to profit so that they can continue to make new drugs, new machines and all this sort of stuff. But the United States doesn't need to be the only one paying for it. You know, all these other countries get discounts and stuff because they're negotiating uh, much better than we are. And we're all paying full price for everything. And, and so we need to like, come up with a plan in this country that's, you know, sensible that allows us to, um, get the, get some of this, just give us some of it worked out in a way that makes this a little bit less of a problem because it's just, it's just increasing. The problem's just increasing. It's just magnifying. And I tell you, um, uh, it's, I think like, um, you're going to see a lot of places, a lot of hospitals and things close and go bankrupt, et cetera, because people don't go. And I think that, um, seniors are going to stop going to like senior living type places too. And you're going to see a lot of those places close or turn into, um, housing for regular people because they'll have to fill them with something else because the, the seniors won't have the plans anymore that pay for these things. And, or they'll just be on the, the government's dollar rather than private insurance dollars. People are just going to get wiped out. They're just going to get wiped out. I mean, and I'm seeing it in our generation, in, in generation X, you know, the boomers have managed to squeeze by pretty much untouched, but I think our generation is going to have a really hard time, both with the fact that, you know, greater than 50% of the people, I think it's like 75% of, of our generation 
have no retirement savings at all. And, uh, so they're not going to be able to retire. And the fact that, um, you know, the people that I know right now, there's a good percentage of them that simply don't have any health insurance. And it's, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy because all we're at our age, you know, around 50, um, all we're heading for is some kind of medical problems, right? Right. I mean, our, no. our bodies are going to fall apart. Uh, and it's like it, not right. having insurance, it's going to be devastating for a lot of people. Well, that's that's the problem I'm facing with my job is that I, t- I took this job and I know I know that I agreed to take this job for whatever they paid me and it wasn't enough. But I needed to get everything. I needed to get all my child support. I needed to get everything straightened away. Uh, I needed a job that I was getting paid 40 hours a week. And there was an influx of cash and it's helped me out, even though it's, it, it doesn't pay me enough. Right. It's helped out. Like I've gotten, I've gotten all my bills figured out. I've gotten everything taken care of. Right. Well, a couple of most stuff taken care of. Oh, that's good. You get, you got health insurance. Now that's, that's the thing is they offer health insurance, but they want, uh, they want me to pay $40 a week for medical and dental, which is cheap. I mean, that was $160 a month though. I mean, that's $160 a month. You could put towards other things. You know, when you're living paycheck to paycheck, it's not a small thing. It's like 40, if I'm paying $40 a week, that's $1 less I'm making a week. If you think of it, because I'm working 40 hours an hour. I mean, yeah, right. So it's like, I can get the health insurance, but you're going to make less money. And it's like, Hmm. Now granted the health insurance helps pay. That would help pay. Right. Right. Then I don't, but, but it's probably making, a high deductible plan. So the the fact is, is you're still going to have to pay like a thousand or two thousand dollars before the insurance right. actually does anything for you, other than negotiate you a lower price. They do that, I guess, but they're not going to pay for anything <laughs> until you spend about two grand. And if you're exactly. at a point where you're looking at one hundred and forty dollars a month and thinking I can or one hundred sixty whatever, and and I can use that money. Paying that other two thousand to go to the doctor, you're not going to go to the doctor. You know what I mean? You can't right. afford to go to the doctor because now you've put right. more. You you've taken the extra money that you had, <laughs> you know, right. and you're paying for the you're paying for the health premium, and so now right. you really can't afford to go to the doctor. Right, and that's that's why you got the insurance because you couldn't afford it to begin with. But then they, <laughs> they then you go there, and then they say, okay, uh, we got your health insurance, and uh, that's going to be. There's 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 a scene in the show Parks and Rec where Andy the, the Chris Pratt he gets he gets health insurance for the first time and he goes in and they're like okay your deductible is five hundred dollars and he's like I have insurance and they're like <laughs> your deductible is five hundred bucks and he's like wait I still got to pay <laughs> and then they're like yeah you still got to pay and he doesn't have any money he's like just runs because he's like well no I can't pay that it's just you know right no, they, it's a, that's that's a perfect example but yeah it's. These deductibles keep going up and up because um, the insurance premiums get more and more expensive. So they have to. What, what can you do? You have to raise the deductible limits to make the insurance premiums go down. And yeah. small businesses have a real hard time. So you end up with three thousand dollar deductibles or more, and it's crazy, man. I mean, I don't know what. I mean, I do know what people do. They they go without it. They don't. They don't go in. You know, they don't get yeah. things checked out. They can't afford to do it. And even when you get to the point. Where you've paid the deductible off, insurance still doesn't pay a hundred percent of everything. Right. They only pay a percentage, and you know. And then you know, people say, "Well, I, you know, I get to choose my doctor." But you, when you have insurance, you don't because they usually have doctors that are in network, and then doctors that are out of network. And if your doctor is out of network, you're paying like fifty percent or more. Sometimes all of it. You get to choose your own doctor, but it's from a list that they give you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It, 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 same with drugs. I mean, you can't always get the same drugs because there's a formulary. And, uh, so you can only get certain drugs, um, that, you know, or you have to go through an approval process in order to get the drug that the doctor actually prescribed you because the insurance company won't pay for that drug otherwise. And, uh, so, I mean, anybody that thinks this system is working right is nuts. They, they, they're, right. they, ha- they're, they're, they haven't experienced it. They, they, and or they're just scared of of change, but it's gonna change one way or the other. It's either gonna we're gonna bankrupt our whole healthcare system, which is really brewing, 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 mm-hmm. and or we're going to you know bankrupt the government from everybody being on the dole with the government in order to pay for healthcare. It's a huge problem, and I don't know. Nobody's doing anything really about it right now. I mean, our politicians yeah. that are in office. They they just they they they're just arguing now about you know 
trying to pay our debts, you know, 31 they trillion. They get free health care. Right, they get free health care. They get healthcare. free health care. They don't care. Right, and everybody's just, you know, the, 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 the old people that vote are all on Medicare. They're on the dole, so they don't they don't notice as much, but, you know, until their benefits get chopped. And, and so, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I just see it, you know, it's going to get bad and it's going to get worse. And it's yeah. certainly not going to get better. So, anyway, that's it for the show. Leave you on a negative note. But, uh, hey, we didn't get nuked this week. All right. so that's good. Uh, we'll, we'll be back next week cool. with more. And uh, thanks for listening. Check we really out. appreciate it. Let's talk to you later. You've been listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. If you'd like to write into the show, send an email to oblast at vgn.us. That is VGN as in video game news. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash VGN, where you can get all of our shows, our videos, and some musings. Uh, Be sure to tune in each week for new episodes on our Patreon page or every other week on the public RSS feed that you're subscribed to now. Thanks for listening, and good night. Peace.